The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of Lexington Community Radio or its board of directors. The views expressed are solely those of the programmers. You are listening to Off the Cuff. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks. Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to the show, and thank you for tuning in to WLXU 93.9 FM. In addition to listening to us on the radio, you can check out our Facebook live stream at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks, or you can download the Radio Lex app on your smartphone device to listen to us anywhere in the entire world. Amber Turner and I are both broadcasting from the Deborah Hensley Studios here at Radio Lex on North Limestone. Amber, how are you doing? I'd be doing a lot better if it didn't look so nasty outside. It does look nasty. It's yeah. raining. Usually on Thursdays, though, it's it's rainy. I, I feel like that radio day, it's always a rainy day. Well, you know, we looked out there for a few weeks, and we had some nice weather. Nice drive-in weather. We did. And because usually around this time, you start to see yard sales uh, happening. You, you usually see yard sales set yeah. up on the side of the road. Uh, I love a good yard sale. Do you ever stop at yard sales and look around and just piddle around? I live in a subdivision. I think it's like written in the bylaws. If you live in one, you got to go to a yard sale. So does everybody in the subdivision have yard sales? Yeah. Like some people will like go in excess. Like they'll be having a yard sale every day. And I'm like, this is a yard sale like once a summer, not clear your house out every two weeks. I love yard sales because you find stuff that you typically wouldn't find in in a normal store. Well, yeah. And you find good stuff. I found a pair of golf clubs, Uh like a whole pair of golf clubs, yeah. all all irons, yeah. all clubs that you can think of, even a new driver, uh-huh. I got for ten bucks, uh-huh. and it was and it even came with an Arnold Palmer golf bag from a yard sale. So, another man's one man's trash is another man's treasure. Were well, you sure it was his trash and like maybe somebody he didn't die and like you're buying like his coveted like <laughs> golf club set for ten dollars? It was so nice. I really did. Think I really thought that possibly uh, it was out by a mistake. Like yeah. his wife accidentally moved his golf clubs <laughs> out to the yard sale pile, and Talk he's like, "About being in the doghouse." Yeah, he's like, "Have you seen my golf clubs, honey?" But yard sales are nice. The Peddler's Mall here in Lexington, yeah. I, I like it so well uh-huh. because it just reminds me of a big, gigantic yard sale. Did you go to yard sales back home, uh, like we, when we were growing up? Oh, all the time. Oh, where was your favorite place to go? Well, just up in the holler. You yeah. know how in the subdivisions where you say you have yard sales. Yeah. Well, in the holler where I'm from, mm-hmm. we used to have yard sales up in the holler. Yeah. And we used to host yard sales. Okay. That's your house? Yes. And we used to go uh, elaborately host yard sales where we would have like cl- like tags, the oh. price tags on the clothes. Yeah. We would sticker the, the clothes. And uh, and I remember my mom would mm-hmm. allow me and my sister to participate in the yard sale by selling our things. Okay. So she, I remember she used to ask, how much do you think that this pair of shoes is worth? I'm like, $20. And she would say, no, it's more like $2. She's like, that's how yard sale prices work. And I just couldn't get 
my head through that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's but that's how it is for everybody's yard sale. So when you go to somebody else's yard sale, yeah. you're going to see things that should be twenty dollars be priced for two. I know, but don't they kind of bring up like, wouldn't you rather just keep it? Like if you know, like if you feel something's worth twenty dollars and like you put it out there for two, like don't you just uh, like at the end of the day you're like, man, I should just probably just keep this because that's always my mentality going into yard sales. I've never had one. Yeah. I, I think it's for people. They say it's really uh, therapeutic because you're getting rid of junk. Yeah. But for me, it would give me anxiety because yeah. I. I mean, I, I don't. I'm not a pack rat. Yeah. But I. I don't. I would rather just get rid of things all at once. I don't want to see it slowly disappearing from my house. Yeah. I just need to drop it off at Goodwill and be done and with be it. And be done. I feel that. I yes. feel that so much. Yes. And plus, you don't want to see some of the people that your stuff's going home with. Like, you ain't going to appreciate that like I would. Elena uh, on the show thread says, no, it's someone's wife who got tired of all the crap uh, of his everywhere. So, <laughs> true. I think a lot of the times people just have yard sales because they're sick of crap laying around. Well, I think, Lena, you going to have us a yard sale anytime soon? Uh, but, uh, so, so yes, around this time we do see a lot of yard sales. Around this time, uh, people are at least here in Lexington, uh, and I don't want to just limit it to Lexington. I think that a lot of people in the state come to Keeneland. Keeneland is open. Yes, I seen that. Yeah, Keeneland open on April the second. It's open until April the twenty third. Uh, tickets aren't its normal five dollar price anymore. You know, oh. used to you could go to Keeneland get in for five dollars. Yeah. No, because of COVID restrictions, they're trying to limit the people that go. Yeah. So. Tickets are now $25 just for general admission. Oh, come on. Yes, and that's just general admission. Yeah. Yeah. But I love Keeneland. I think if you really want to just get a just a visual picture of what Kentucky is supposed to be like, it's what it's like at Keeneland. But for $25? But it's $25 is a lot. Uh, I think that absence makes the heart grow fonder, so I think a lot of people will pay that because did we even have Keeneland last season? And I never missed it, not once. Yeah, but people will pay that. But I, I think Keeneland is is great. So you're not a Keeneland fan? Uh, you know, man, one time I went, and I think every woman listening will uh, just kind of... Uh, sympathize with me. I wore some shoes because, you know, when you go to Keeneland, people expect you to dress to the nines. Mm -hmm. And I put on a pair of coach wedges I bought and I'm not lying to you, man. I creeled my ankle about four times that day. And especially right there in front of that big, nice Rolex watch thing they got sitting there. I ate the dirt right there in front of everybody. So no, don't like Keeneland. (laughs) Not going to go. Mm. All right, Amber. Well, I want to start off the show talking about a story, and it involves a another athlete. Apparently, these mm. athletes, man, are dirty. Mm-hmm. These, these athletes, they like to do some, they like to get down and dirty, <laughs> and not in a good way. Darius Guys, have you ever heard of Darius Guys? He is a running back. He played college football for LSU, and then he was drafted by the Washington Redskins, and he went in the second round of the 2018 NFL Draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just appeared in five games in two years with Washington due to multiple knee injuries and was released after being charged for crimes related to domestic violence in 2020. So in August of 2020, Geis was accused of by two former LSU students of rape during his days with the Tigers in college and then again in mid-December. So on Friday, on March 26th, so just a couple weeks ago, a testimony by a 74-year-old woman named Gloria Scott says she also is a victim of uh, this man's sexual abuse. She mm-hmm. said that uh, she went and she conf- that Gloria Scott testified that this football player 
uh, approached her and said that he likes women with her types of bodies. He likes women her types of age, and he wants to be with her. Old? She was old, yes. Okay. She okay. was old. She was an old lady. Yes. And she went and she told the football coach, mm-hmm. which is Ed Oregon, who you might know from the show Young Rock. Yes, great show. Uh, but he is the coach of LSU. Well, now Ed Oregon is saying that uh, he don't even remember having a conversation with her. And now... He's saying that all should be forgiven and everything like that. So I bring up that story because one of – for the main reason of what is he thinking hitting on a 74-year-old woman. That's kind of what I'm wondering. It it makes me feel some type of way about it. I guess he's just this type of guy who who likes older women, which there are people out there like that. There are people out there that love to date – older women, and I can understand why. I I can see the appeal. Now, how old is too old? See, like I'm sitting over here just formulating in my head trying to ask you this. Like, so when you say older women, you talking about like just, uh, you know, an older woman, or you talking about an old woman? Yeah. Because you got to distinguish that for me, because when I I hear a 74-year-old woman, that's an old woman. Yeah, so this woman, Gloria Scott, she was a working security at a football game when this happened to her by the LA football player. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she explained that she was working a high school football game at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome when then running star Darius Geis and several other young men approached her. She told lawmakers it was then that Geis repeatedly sexually harassed her. Um, so Ed Oregon, the coach of LSU, he told 104.5's ESPN off the bench on Tuesday that when he watched Scott's testimony, it was the first time he'd heard of all of the horrible details of her encounter with Geis and that he is sickened by what she went through. So, yeah, that is disgusting that she did go through that. But the thing is, is first of all, think about this. Here is an old woman who probably... How do you think she feels like getting hit on by a young man, mm-hmm. also who is an athlete mm-hmm. who is young mm-hmm. and who could get a lot of women yeah. just based off his who he is? Uh, how do you think that made her feel? Do you think that made her feel a little confidence? Do you think that made her feel disgusting like she says she do- did? Or I mean, genuinely, if you were 74-year-old and you had a 24-year-old college athlete come up to you and said he wanted to be with you, how would you take that? I would take it like an infant coming up and talking to me. I'd probably be like, I'm old enough to be your granny. I am yeah. your granny. Maybe that's probably I, what I'd say. I think that's how she felt. Yeah. But, but, Amber, there are men that like older women, and I can see why. Uh, for one, I can see why men like today older women because you can learn a lot. Yeah. You know, a lot of men are attracted to older women because, uh, especially ambitious younger men, because women can expand their intellect. Expand their intellect. Yes. Older okay. older women can expand these younger these <laughs> these younger men's intellect. Number two, you know, um, both people, men, the young men and the young women, they both know what they want. Yeah. They both know what they want. They both know whether or not they want this to be a serious relationship or just a casual fling. It's, you know, uh, younger couples, they're like, what are we doing here? What are we? Are we yeah. are we doing this for fun? Are we serious? You know, older people, they know what they want. And yeah. they're going to straight up tell you, hey, I just want fun or, hey, I want something serious. So you yeah. never have to wonder with an older woman. Okay. Uh, another reason why younger men might want to date older women is because... Younger men can learn a new perspective. What's important? Priorities that should be in place. Because younger women, younger women, a lot of the times they don't know what's important and they don't have their priorities in place. They don't. They don't know 
they don't know uh, what they should value and what they shouldn't. But older women, they do. <laughs> and a lot of younger men, they see that in older women, and older women, and they're like, "Oh, okay, that opens up a new perspective." Uh, another reason, Amber, is younger women mm-hmm. compared to older women. Older women are confident mm-hmm. and independent. <laughs> Older women usually they have their own money. They've got yeah. their own finances. Yeah. They don't need to depend on no man. Yeah. Uh, they're already independent. They're already confident because when you get to a certain age, <laughs> when you get to a certain age in yeah. life, yeah. you just don't care about what many people think. You're always worrying about as a young person what other people think. What other people thinks about you. A lot of young women do this. A lot of teeny boppers and a lot of women in their 20s and early 30s, that's why you constantly see selfies posted on social media because they're looking for gratification from other people. I need to post this selfie so somebody else can say uh, they like this. I, I need to post this so somebody can say that I look pretty. But that's why you don't see a lot of older women posting selfies every day because they don't need that gratification from somebody else. You apparently ain't friends with some of the older ladies I'm friends with on Facebook. <laughs> a lot of the older women too, they're emotionally they're emotionally mature. Uh, and a lot of the times, Amber, older women they just have a refined taste compared to younger women. <laughs> I don't know how you're saying some of these with a straight face. I mean, you you got to think. You know, partying partying is fun when you're young. Yeah. Okay? And you like the club scene. You like going out and drinking and getting uh, wild and, and flossy. Yeah. But when you're older, that gets boring really, really quickly. And you would just much rather go out and have a nice dinner, maybe a nice glass of wine, watch a movie, and have really intellectual conversation. Because nothing irritates me more than having a meaningless conversation like, who is Leonardo DiCaprio dating these days? Oh, come on. Yeah. So, and and not to mention just the financial part of it. Usually, I was, I, I was waiting on that. Usually, women are are financially stable because a big problem for men is they feel like that they have to support their women. They feel like that they have to pay for every dinner. They feel like that they have to pay for every time they go out to the movies. And it becomes a burden. It just does. As yeah. a man, it becomes a burden. And no matter how many times you say we can go Dutch or I'll get it this time, we still feel like as men we need to do these types of things. Yeah. But older women, a lot of the times they just take care of it for their younger boyfriends. They're like, hey, I'll pay for it because I have the money. And you know what? That's nice for a change. You know, in a nutshell, though, I am going to say I think the only benefit to dating someone older, because I think this goes with men and women, is the financial aspect. Because, you know, you said one, and I literally, I almost laughed over here out loud more than I already do. You said independence. Like, if you're dating a 74-year-old woman, how much independence she got? Like, eventually, she's either going have to go into the nursing home or are you going to have to have someone take care of her are you going to take over that role or are you going to bounce at that point if you're that younger man i would i it depends on if i loved her i would take care of her and i would i would see her out throughout the rest (laughs) of her days and help her out if she was good to me and if she loved me i I have no problem and the older i get yeah the more uh attractive older women become to me and i will say this emotionally attractive i become to older women the older i get because i just feel like that older women i just think that you deal with less bs yeah they know exactly what they want yeah you don't have to deal with insecurities you don't have to deal with uh this this and that you just and you don't have to worry about 
that pressure of having children. Well, but you know, nine times out of when, nine times out of ten, when an older lady's dating a younger man, we don't want conversation and and whining and dining. We don't want all that. If we're gonna throw money, but you ain't old yet, so you don't know. You well, don't, but you I, don't, I've you, seen enough of them in my family to and, know. And uh, also, and I'll, I'll stop with this: most of the time, older women are just really good at cooking compared to younger women oh. because the younger generations, the younger women, they don't know how to cook. They don't. They feel like that they 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 feel like that they have this mental now that. Uh, they feel like they have this feminist mentality. Like, I don't need to know how to cook because I'm a woman and women should, women should be out doing other things. Ah, you're what, crazy whatever talking happened, like that. Whatever happened to just picking up a good old-fashioned skill like cooking? And a lot of older women, I'm sorry, it's just facts. They know how to cook. Mm. They know how to cook. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we got lots more off the cuff coming at you live after these words. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. Last Friday, DMX, whose real name is Earl Simmons, was hospitalized in grave condition after reportedly overdosing and suffering a heart attack at his home around 11 p.m. local time. DMX attorney Murray Richmond told NBC News. The rapper was deprived of oxygen for nearly 30 minutes with sources adding that he had little brain activity following the event. Not looking good for DMX, Amber. And that's so sad. It is, because he is a rap icon. He, it's, it's, Sincerely, he really is. A trailblazer for the rap industry, and he is no longer going to be able to make music anymore because he's brain dead. Well, and I think, you know, in, you know, in the early 2000s, I think he went on a whole uh, spiritual journey. I think he was trying to combat some of his issues even back then. So I hate to see, you know, that, you know, all these years later, it kind of came back to, I guess, re... Retake up. How old is DMX? Oh, I would assume he's probably in his 40s. Mm -hmm. So still a young man. Yes. Yeah, you can't play around with drugs. People who do drugs and they think they're just constantly going to do them and get by and not anything bad happened to them. You're eventually going to have that day where something is going to happen where you can't recover from. And Mm -hmm. DMX, he had his day last Friday. He took too many drugs, overdosed, and... Uh, caused his body to go into cardiac arrest, yeah. have a heart attack, and uh, because of the lack of oxygen, uh, he is no longer ever going to be the same. So, very sad. Very sad stuff. Amber, the COVID-19 surge, they say, is on its way. Do mm-hmm. you feel like that the days of closing things down is over, though. Do you think that if we do have another surge of COVID-19 in Kentucky, uh, do you think that we're going to shut down things again like we were so quick to do in the past, or do you think the days of shutting things down are over? I think the days of shutting things down are over. At least that's what I like to personally think. Um, I think that, you know, we did see... Although it did help, you know, we have been coming up with alternative ways to keep ourselves safe. 
so I'm hoping that those days are over. Well, there is a surge that is happening, and uh, it makes me a little concerned. Uh, there is a vaccine, though, that people can still go out and get. They're saying the more people that get vaccinated, the more uh, there will have this thing called herd immunity. Herd immunity. And it will help everybody in return. Yes. For that. So that's why people are pushing others to go out and get vaccinated. Now they're saying, mm-hmm. talking about airlines, that all travel restrictions have been loosened for those who have been vaccinated against COVID-19. So you're hearing all of these companies. We talked about the other day on the show, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Krispy Kreme. Yeah. They're giving a discount or they're giving one free donut yeah. to those who have their va- vaccination cards. Now... Uh, travel restrictions have been loosened for those who uh, have their vaccination cards. Uh, the Center for Disease Control has updated all travel advisories for people that have been COVID-19 vaccinated. It says when it comes to worldwide travel, uh, the CDC recommendations for fully vaccinated people are no COVID tests prior to travel is necessary unless required at the destination. So okay. you don't have to worry about getting a COVID-19 test. Uh, no need to self-quarantine after returning to the U.S. unless required by a state or local jurisdiction. Okay. Those can, coming to the U.S. must still have a negative COVID-19 test three to five days before returning and be tested again three to five days after returning. So that is uh, those coming into the United States. Okay. But, yeah, so if you have your COVID vaccination, uh, you don't have to quarantine. You don't have to get no COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, is this making you more and more wanting to go out and get your vaccine? Because I know that you've mentioned wanting to get out and travel again. Um, You know, I hate to say it like this, but n- not necessarily. Um, you know, I have I am someone who has an autoimmune disorder, so I do have to take my own health into consideration. You know, those are the options that everybody has to weigh. Um, so, no, unfortunately, right now, I'm just, uh, I'd like to think that, you know, I am working on my overall health, and maybe once I feel that my body is healthy enough to handle it, I'll gladly do it. Uh, but if that means that I can't travel, then I guess I'm going to sit at the house. I mean, airlines aren't the only people that's doing this. Like I said, Krispy Kreme Donuts said they're doing something for people that are getting vaccinated. The Cincinnati Reds, mm-hmm. they went out and said that they're going to give discounted tickets for those who have a COVID vaccination card. Mm -hmm. It says that the Cincinnati Reds are offering discounted tickets to all fans who show their COVID-19 card with at least one shot completed. The deal is a part of the Cincinnati region's Get Out and Get Vaccinated campaign, uh, which has a goal of getting 80% of the area's adults uh, vaccinated by July 4th, which I understand getting people vaccinated because it helps us all. Uh, It says the vaccination card will get you view-level tickets for just $10. And I think that there will be people dumb enough to go out there and get this vaccine just to get a discounted ticket price to a ball game. And I'm not saying getting the COVID-19 vaccine is dumb. That's not what I said. No, not But at if all. you just go out and you get this vaccination just to get five, ten dollars off of a ball game ticket, stop. Yes. Stop. stop. You don't you need to educate yourself on this vaccine. It's not 100% FDA approved. Once a vaccine goes into your body, it's in there. Mm-hmm. It's in there. You can't take it out. Like we were talking about the other day when we were talking about this, it's not like a, some peel no. that you can put in your mouth and just spit out. Spit like, it out if whoopsie. you think, ooh, 
ooh, I didn't want that. I didn't want that. No, once it's in your body, it's in there. Mm-hmm. So don't put something that's permanently going to live with you just so you can get $5 off of a ball game ticket. That's stupid. And there will be people out there that is stupid enough <laughs> to go out there and do it. Yeah, you hear about them free tickets or this county baseball ticket if you just get your shot? And they'll go out there and they'll get their shot just to get a discounted baseball ticket. So, and the same thing with flying. Yeah. People really have that urge to fly, so they're like, screw it, I want to fly so bad, so I'm going to go out and get a get a, a vaccination. Not worrying about what it does for the long haul to yeah. you, but just so they can go hop on a plane whenever they want and they don't have to quarantine, or they can go and watch a Reds game for to save them 10 bucks. Yeah, Do your research. Just do your research, know your body. Know your body. The only person that knows your health uh, better than your doctor is yourself. So... It says seating for the 2021 baseball season is designated in seating pods up to six seats. So each pod is socially distanced from others uh, by a minimum of six feet. So the Red Stadium is going to look different anyway. Yeah, It's going to have pods where people are going to be physically distant. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, before we get back to 100% capacity and 100% normalcy, I, I guess we got to see these things in place. Uh, unless you're the Texas Rangers, and I'm not talking about Walker. <laughs> I'm talking about the Texas Rangers who are saying that 100% fans will be allowed at their stadiums. I think they've already had a game that was at 100% capacity, if I'm not mistaken. Right. I'm pretty sure that they, they've already packed. One time, there were 100% capacity recently. And that was the no, 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 that was not the Rangers. I thought that was the Rangers okay. in Texas. Well, there you go. Yeah. So 100% capacity for the Rangers. And I, I just wish other people would follow, but that's me selfishly saying that because I want to get that back. That is you so selfishly saying that. But what I'm trying to urge people to do is just do your research before you put this vaccine in your body. I'm not anti-vaccine. I still go back and forth with whether or not I want to get it. But before you do put it in your body, make sure you have all the facts. And don't just go out and do it for $5 off of a Reds ticket. No, do it because you want the betterment of the community. Exactly. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got lots more off the cuff. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. Chad on the show thread says, Rangers only had 100% on opening day. Now, come on, Chad. If they have it one day, that means they're probably going to do it again. Are you saying, Chad, that they're back to limited capacity? That's a little hard to do, though. I mean, once you kind of open the floodgate, it's hard to get the waters back in there, ain't it? I mean, if you do it once... That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Who knows? But... Not well thought out. I'm back in the movies. I went back to the movies. Okay. And uh, I finally made the leap to go back into a theater. Uh, To a theater? Yes. How did you, did you feel very sophisticated going into that theater? It was glorious. (laughs) It was glorious. And I did get me a big pile of popcorn. Did you spill it all over the place? Everywhere. Yes. Got me a big mess of candy and a big large Dr. Pepper. It was great. Yeah. I didn't go just once. I went twice over the <laughs> over the week. Look at you. Where'd you get all that money at? Yeah. <laughs> the movies is still as, as expensive as it was pre-COVID. Yeah. I saw, Are you serious? Like, uh, like, you're being serious? It really is still just as expensive? It's still just as expensive. I saw Nobody. 
Okay. Which is, I think you can only see nobody. Oh, you, at you the mean theaters. you saw nobody the movie, not you didn't see nobody. <laughs> no, no, I saw the movie nobody. <laughs> I saw the movie nobody. It was okay. It was good. Oh, I liked it. Played by Wait. Bob Odenkirk. Okay, I was going to say Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, who plays from my favorite television show, Better Call Saul. Uh-huh. He's a really good actor. You do like him a lot. A lot. Uh, I think he did really good. The movie was it cheesy at all? I thought that it would be really corny because yeah. it was it was very much John Wickish. Okay, and I was like, well, they've already done that. Are they just going to continue this with another character? No, I think that nobody. I think they could do a sequel of this. Okay. Um, I think that Bob Odenkirk played the role flawlessly because he was just the most unlikely guy to have the fighting techniques that he did. Yeah. And it was really good. The other movie that I watched mm-hmm. was King Kong versus Godzilla. Okay. Good movie. It was just wrong. what frustrated me about that was when I got home and I turned on my TV, mm-hmm. I have HBO Max. Uh, yep, and I didn't realize that that movie was also available for free on HBO Max if you have it. Yes, it is. So, is that what movies are going to do now? They're going to offer both go to the movies and see it or sit at home and watch it? I think certain uh, production companies are allowing HBO Max. I know that it's Warner Brothers is allowing HBO Max to stream there uh, also on opening day. Hmm. There's a lot of good movies that are going to be coming out on it. I kind of went through. I don't know if you went through that little option where you can look at all the things coming out. They got some cool things coming out soon. Well, the uh, movies is back in full swing. So I think the movie theater in Lexington, the new one that they're opening, the one downtown, the yeah. the big one, with the, the big one. I'm talking the one with the bowling alley and the movie theater yeah, buddy. attached to it. That's still a go for the summer, isn't it, to open? I thought it was already open. I thought they had an open date last month. Okay. Yeah. So the one that I, the theater that I went to was in Danville. Okay. So I didn't go to the one in Lexington. I am excited to go back to that. That is one thing that will remind me of pre-COVID days. Uh, but the high school Sweet 16 tournament is officially over. Uh, the winner, do you want to take a wild guess of who won the Sweet 16 High school boys basketball tournament. Elizabethtown? No. Good guess, though. Okay. Really good guess. Elizabethtown was my favorite to win. That's why I figured it because was be them. I watched Elizabethtown destroy Not Central. Mm-hmm. And they were, it seemed like that they were just killing everybody in their path. Yeah. I mean, they took down uh, George Rogers Clark. They took down somebody else. And they met their match in the championship game. They did not win the championship. The championship went. To a team from the ninth region, the Highlands boys basketball team, Louisville Highlands. Okay. The Louisville Highlands. So congratulations to them. It's not a surprise that a team from Louisville wins. I think that those regions are a lot more uh, stacked with talent than the regions in the 14th and the 13th and the 15th region. So I think that uh, it's there's no surprise. There's no surprise there. Okay. No surprise there. Highlands blitzed Elizabethtown with a historic first half on its way to a 79-60 win. Uh, the Highlands finishes 30-4 and and won its first state championship in the program's third state final appearance. Elizabethtown finished 22-3. Uh, Sam Vinson was the player of the game for uh, the Highlands, and he is signed to play at NKU with, Darian, with Darren Horn. So... Another player that Cal probably just wasn't interested in because Cal doesn't like to play Kentucky boys. Oh, come on. But yes, uh, congratulations to the Highlands. 
and uh, a lot of these players. So uh, hopefully a lot of these players that are finished playing basketball, their high school basketball career, hopefully they are ready to move on and to not live in the past of always being a jock. Because when I was in high school, there was always these jocks that played basketball. Yeah. And I'm telling you, buddy, when you play basketball in high school, you really do think that... You the bee's knees. Yo... Yes, you're the bee's knees. I can't find a, a proper <laughs> F, uh, I can't find a proper radio way to say it. <laughs> but a lot of the jocks, they find that that they don't realize they have tunnel vision. They feel like that the only thing in front of them is is the games or, yeah. or an NBA pro career. Most of the time, just to just to bring a little reality in here, mm-hmm. you're not that good to go pro. No, a lot of you guys ain't even good enough to go play on the next level, which is Division One college basketball. Yeah, so. You need to have backup plans, and mm-hmm. I think that as parents, uh, we need to uh, talk our kids into exploring other options outside of sports a lot of the times because they just get wrapped around and wanting to go pro, and the likelihood of that happening is very low. Yeah, and I don't feel like it's... I think that when you have people who do go pro and, you know, kind of these uh, Cinderella stories that we hear about, those really are sincerely kind of one in a million because... That's why it's being news. It doesn't happen all the time. Like, this is not a normal occurrence. And I think that sometimes people get so wrapped up in, yeah, you know, I'm a small town, you know, basketball star. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, like, that's cool. But don't be rude to everybody that actually comes and watch you play. Because now you've completely killed out your entire fan base. Fan base, yeah. We're not going to support you moving forward. And then, you know, you're kind of putting it out there. You're giving people a little bad taste for you. Yeah. Got a lot of bad taste in my mouth for some of them high school jocks we went to. Yeah, yeah, nobody wants to root for a cocky person because there is such a difference in confidence and cocky. Yeah. Be nice to people, be friendly to people, and know that you're good at what you do. That's confidence. Mm-hmm. But don't be a little cocky little little punk yeah. of somebody who just thinks that the sun sets where you stand mm-hmm. and you hung the moon and that everybody needs to bow down and do what you want to do because you play high school basketball. Well. We all know that just because you play a little, you bounce a little ball in high school, don't make you the bee's knees. It don't make you uh, the be-all, end-all end all of, yeah. of, of this world. So I hope that a lot of these high schoolers, they have plan B. And not plan B like the morning after pill? No, that's, <laughs> okay, a, that's a different, not that plan B. That's a different plan B. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take Off the Cuff's song of the week. So if it is beautiful where you are, roll down them windows and enjoy a little keen do you like Keen by, uh, well, the band's, the band's Keen. The band is Keen, but do you like Keen? It depends. If it's that crazy song you've played me a couple of times, we'll just have to see how it goes. I don't. Think, I like some of their songs. I don't think it is, because I listen to a lot of Keen, and I don't think you've heard this one. But we'll be right back after the song, ladies and gentlemen. This one's called A Bad Dream by Keen. We'll see you in about three or four minutes. Got a correction on the show thread. I said that the school that won the Highlands was in Louisville. That is incorrect. The school that won was the Highlands, mm-hmm. but the wrong Highlands. Fort Thomas Highlands, located in Fort Thomas, Kentucky. And they are the Bluebirds. 
that's up under Cincinnati, ain't it? It is. Okay. So still a little north side of the state, but more towards the Cincinnati side. Yeah. Yeah. So congratulations to the Fort Thomas Highland Bluebirds. Amber, I uh, want to share a story that I came across today, and it's a disgusting story. Uh, It deals with a couple that uh, is from our hometown. Place, Letcher County. Mm-hmm. Uh, Letcher County is very close to where we grew up in Knott County. Letcher County, I sometimes consider that my home as well because my dad lived there. Yeah. But uh, these people named Nicole Combs and Eric Banks. Mm-hmm. It says uh, they were a Letcher County couple. Were char- they were charged with child pornography and sex abuse charges related to a video allegedly found on one of their telephones. Kentucky State Police arrested Eric Banks. That's embarrassing by the name, by the way, that he has my last name. Uh, Kentucky State Police er- arrested Eric Banks, 46, and which is no relation, by the way, uh, 46, and Nicole Combs, 34, at 4:34 a.m. Af- on April the 3rd, after a trooper was called to a complaint on Kentucky Seven. You were telling me uh, a couple things. Mm-hmm. You were telling me number one that we know these people. Uh, we actually went to high school with one of the alleged offenders. Who? Um, the younger, obviously, out of the two. Uh, we're that... not anywhere near being 46. Okay, so... Uh, so um, Nicole. Nicole, yes. Okay, so was her... Uh, Nicole comes... I don't remember that person. Well, probably because when you do mean things like that, people tend not to want to remember you. It's disgusting. And you were also telling me that you read somewhere that it was incestual. Uh, yes, so it was actually published um, in a local publication uh, from back home, I think in the, what's it called, the Mountain Eagle? Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called, the Mountain Eagle? Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, the involved party uh, was potentially kin to them because that's why there was an incestual um, aspect added. There was also sodomy charges that were added. Um, and, you know, obviously everyone is guilty or, uh, I'm sorry, innocent until proven guilty. Um, I just have to, you know, say as someone who has suffered from the hands of family members um, as far as sexual abuse goes, um, I just, that's absolutely disgusting. And, you know, I pray that this child, because they're under the age of 12, I pray that they are given the opportunity to go on and live the life that they have almost had taken from them. Because, you know, I just don't think people understand, you know, what happens to children when you sexualize and victimize them at such a young age. You know, uh, girls and boys at 12 years old don't need to be getting touched by anybody. Anybody. There is a claim that uh, there is a P that is going to be added to the LGBTQ community. And the claim is that people are attracted to children. And they're calling these people clover gender. And uh, there was a claim going around that a P, the letter P, was going to be added to LGBTQ mm-hmm. to further have equality and acceptance. Whoa, 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 and, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, and hold on now. And the claim was to be from the LGBT community, uh-huh. and uh, there was a person holding up a sign saying, love is gender and age is blind. And the text claims that uh, some people are child lovers, and they say, get over it. Both are imbalance zoned on gay pride flags and accompanied by tweets from a now deactivated account that used the hashtag LGBTQP. So they're trying to make Pedophilia, or pedophilia, however you say it. How do you say it? Sorry, uh, I, pedophile. 
they're trying to make that a or normal, pedophilia, a normal thing. And a woman spoke out from the LGBTQ community because I started researching this. I said, there's no way that the LGBTQ community wants to be associated with pedophiles. And they don't. Yeah. They don't. Uh, a woman, uh, she spoke out from the LGBTQ community and says she, she said it was – she said this was to show – uh, these are just pedophiles trying to justify their sick sexual desires. It was to raise awareness to the fact that they are trying to be accepted like the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, she, they're trying to be accepted like they are and we are. She said, I am extremely against this movement. I have personal ties to, ties to the subject, and I feel passionately about raising awareness to stop uh, pedophilia. Mm-hmm. Or however you say that. Pedophilia. Pedophilia. Yes. Uh, but the fact that people out there think that there's even a chance to normalize pedophiles, <laughs> that that's just disgusting. There's no such thing as it being okay of being sexually attracted to a child. Mm-hmm. There, There's just not. Mm-hmm. So quit trying to justify that sick behavior by saying that's normal. Because how how much... What are we doing here? I mean, we've already we've already pushed boundaries. We've already broken through things that we thought we'd never break through. Like we're changing people's gender. Mm-hmm. I mean, are we going to start justifying uh, pedophiles and saying it's okay to to be attracted to a seven year old because you can't help it because that's the way you feel and that's the way you are because that's what people say about gender if you feel like you're a woman and you're a man then you're really a woman because that's just how you feel so are we going to start saying well I feel like I'm attracted to a five year old oh that's okay that's just how you feel no I I absolutely 100% do not I don't agree with that mindset I think that when you have adults making adult decisions or you have people making decisions that only affect themselves the sad reality about pedophilia and people who are pedophiles is you don't just partake in a disgusting act you you kill a little a little just a little tiny part inside that child you Mm do i'm a living survivor of someone who can tell you kill just a little part of me and we spend the rest of our lives trying to fight to get that back so i highly doubt that this will ever be something that will make it too far and if it's something that i would have to kind of pick up on my own um as an activism um i would have no problems with that good Good. And I agree. I think that I don't think it will ever get past uh, normal. I don't think it will ever become normal. I think there's no, too there many ain't people. normal about that. There's too many people uh, that's been affected by it. Uh, Sean Powell says on the, thro- on the show thread, LGBTQ plus community is for consenting adults. Yes. Yes. I wasn't on here bashing the LGBTQ community. If anything, I was putting a rumor to rest that they want any part uh, with the uh, pedophiles. But we got one more segment to go here on Off the Cuff. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Last segment of the hour. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. March Madness is over. A new champion has been crowned after two years, the Baylor Bears. Congratulations to Scott Drew and the Baylor Bears for their first national championship. What a story for Scott Drew. The Baylor Bears, when Scott Drew took them over, they had a lot of controversy at that program. One of their, one of the 
basketball players murdered another teammate and everything. <laughs> yes, crazy stuff, crazy stuff. But the Final Four was played. Some saying that the UCLA-Gonzaga game was one of the greatest Final Fours to ever be played. It was a great game, but the team that came out on top was, of course, the Baylor Bears. We finally have a new champion. They played the One Shining Moment song, as they always do at the end of the tournament. <laughs> if if you've, if you've never watched the One Shining Moment montage at the end of the March Madness tournament, go to YouTube and just look up a few. They're beautiful. Because beautiful for real? It just, it's beautiful, but they it just recaps the entire tournament, okay. and it just shows just the emotion and the excitement that goes into it. And everybody, when they play the One Shining Moment at the end of the tournament every year, everybody just stops, and they stops they stop what they, they're doing on the floor, they stop what they're doing with the celebrations, and they look up just to watch the video. Yeah. It's the one thing that everybody wants to watch, and it's, uh, it's really cool. But I love college basketball. It's my favorite sport. I think anybody who listens to this show knows this. And Wait, you like college basketball? I do, just a little bit. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time with uh, talking about college basketball on this episode because I have created a whole special series called the March Madness Series where I discuss nothing but the March Madness tournament and it's nothing but March Madness coverage. So... Off the Cuff has been airing a special entitled The March Madness Series, which covers nothing but March Madness. Uh, the March Madness Series will wrap up tonight at 8 o'clock to discuss what all happened during the final four games. If you missed any of the episodes of the March Madness Series, you can check them all out on podcast on your favorite podcasting streaming service. Looking forward to doing that show tonight. A lot of basketball talk to get to. Well, I'm, I, I, I am so curious, and I know other people are curious. Who won the bracket challenge? So the winner of the bracket challenge was a person by the name of HSC1. Yeah. I have no idea who that is. We're going to have to put this person's name on a milk carton or something because (laughs) we don't know who it is. Whoever won the bracket challenge, congratulations to you. We just don't know who you are. Reveal yourself. Surely you listened to this show or you would have... How did you know about the bracket challenge? Whoever you are, reveal yourself. Sean Powell, Mm -hmm. who listens to the show on a daily, uh, he he came in second. Only lost by like 10, 15 points. So I've been going back and forth. Do I reward the coffee cup to Sean Uh or do I just wait for HSC1 to come forward? And if you don't, I keep it because... well. I think that in this time, it should probably go to like a coin toss, and whoever wins between me and you should get it. Yeah, I don't know. I feel I feel really bad for Sean because he he really did well, but again, that's like giving out a participation trophy. He did, yeah, we he, don't believe in him. He didn't win technically. Yep. He still lost. So I, I'm going back and forth with it. But Sean, you did really good. I will say. But whoever you are, HSC one, you won the off the cuff. Tournament Bracket Challenge. Let me know who you are so I can mail you the -the off-the-cuff coffee cup that is still in the box. And it's a nice coffee cup. It's a nice cup, too. It is. But, yes, make sure, ladies and gentlemen, that you check out the -the Off-the-Cuff March Madness Series airing tonight at 8 p.m. where we will discuss the Final Four and the post-championship game. I will have my March Madness Series crew. That about wraps it up for this week's episode of Off the Cuff. Uh, You can follow... Me, the host, on all social media platforms at the Adam Banks. You can follow the co-host Amber at Instagram and on Facebook at Amboot four four seven. You can follow Off the Cuff on Facebook and Instagram at 
off the cuff with Adam Banks. Uh, we p- release new episodes every Thursday from 4 to 5 right here on WLXU 93.9. You can listen to all of our previous episodes on podcast by subscribing to our show wherever podcasts can be listened to. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Amber Turner. I'm Adam Banks, and this is Off the Cuff. We'll catch you down the road.